Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months to the Powerplay podcast, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. Now, I love the GameTime app because it is so simple. It has like a two-touch checkout system. So it's definitely one of those things where you just jump on and you get your tickets super fast. Now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's the athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. Plays like an MVP, championship pedigree, Hall of Fame skills, business deals, lead the league, on court, all pro, off court, entrepreneur, any court, play ball, I'm ready to score, investments, connections, franchise player, levels to this man, I just add more layers, we changing the game, athletes bigger than balling, power plays, power moves, yeah, we going all in, my whole life a highlight reel, not just on the field, not just bodybuilding, I might buy a building, start a company, CEO, mind frame, this is way beyond game, these is power plays. Hey, welcome back to Power Play. I'm so excited for this week's pod because I'm sitting across from someone that, number one, I love him dearly. Um, I've worked with him for years, but also he has a job that is so interesting. Um, that is definitely, you know, it's on the field sometimes, but a lot of it is off the field. Um, his name is Constantine Abramson, and he is the mascot program manager for the 49ers. Welcome to the Power Play Podcast. Hello. <laughs> um, he's also known as DC, so I will be saying DC throughout because that's how I know him. I mean, obviously, your name is your name, but yes. you're DC to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, mascot program manager is not something that you hear on the daily. Mm -hmm. It's probably something that people <laughs> don't even know is out there. Can you explain what that is? So um, my duties involve managing uh, the uh, mascot for the San Francisco 49ers, Sourdough Sam, and uh, making sure he uh, gets to his appearances, make sure he's ready for game day, as well as managing uh, a hype team of 16 people that we have uh, uh, about 10 on game day, amongst other things that I have to do around the uh, stadium. Wow, so you say manage the mascot. So <laughs> uh, Sourdough Sam is very much a huge part of the marketing push, I would say, or just marketing for the 49ers in general. What all does Sourdough Sam do? Sourdough Sam represents the uh, San Francisco 49ers off the field as well as on the field for all the uh, 49er faithful. When the uh, team is usually away, Sourdough Sam is in the community uh, visiting fans and, you know, maybe at the hospital or maybe for a birthday party, even a uh, private event, corporate event, um, you name it, Sourdough Sam uh, will usually be there. How many events does he work a year, like, outside of the games? Well, Sourdough Sam is uh, 365, so he uh, works pretty much every day. But anywhere from 300 to 350 appearances a year, um, and that number usually climbs, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three, every day. That's great. What is one of the craziest things that Sourdough Sam has ever done? Craziest thing Sourdough Sam has ever done. I say it's pretty crazy. I mean, he he likes to crowd surf every now and then over at the Faithful Mile at the stadium on game days. Uh, during our pep rallies, 
he's been known to uh, jump on the crowd, uh, maybe maybe accidentally, but uh, definitely not on purpose. I would say uh, recently, uh, uh, Sourdough Sam was just involved in a E40 music video, Bang Bang Niner Gang, and uh, it got a lot of traction online. I do believe the fan base uh, truly loves it and adopted it. I wouldn't say that Sourdough Sam was just involved. He was going <laughs> dumb in the music video. Like, he was getting it. I was like, okay, Sourdough. Yeah, a little, uh, little viral moment for uh, Sourdough. We got a lot of uh, response uh, from everybody about the little clip that E40 just showed before they released the video. So E40 actually does sports, like, music themes a mm-hmm. lot. He had choices for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That still hits oh, right yeah. to this very day. And... I would say that Niner Gang is definitely going viral. I mean, the players are saying it. The fans are saying it. Mm -hmm. How does that come about? Does he approach you or do you approach him? Um, He actually, I think he approached us with the song and uh, he just made it on his own during our little uh, run here with with winning and everything. Uh, They were just getting ready to uh, release the video. I think they just released it a a few days ago. Uh, Once we had clinched a a playoff spot, that's when we were going to drop the video. Tell me a little bit about the making of the video. Uh, the making of the video, I was there that night. Uh, we had our, a few of our hype team involved, as well as uh, E-40's dancers, some of E-40's crew. Uh, one of his guys brought in this amazing uh, um, truck, this Jeep truck. Uh, I think it's called a Gladiator. This thing was huge. They had our guys dancing all over it, as well as Sourdough Sam. And uh, Sourdough Sam, uh, he made this drum, came in, he just had this drum made, uh, it says bang bang on it, and uh, just started uh, in the video, just started doing the beat, and uh, uh, E40 started narrating one of the videos and everything uh, during the uh, uh, during the taping and everything, and that's the part that went viral. We were on the field that night, in Levi Stadium, and uh, it was just a small little uh, little crew in the in the players' tunnel uh, for that one shot. It looked like a full production to me. I mean, I loved it. I think that video is great. The song is great. When it comes to the mascot, I imagine there's a lot of creativity around the mascot. You have to market the mascot just as you do the team in a lot of ways <laughs> if he's doing all these appearances and stuff. Yes. What are some of the creative things that you use to promote him and the brand of Sourdough Sam? Well, right now you can find uh, Sourdough Sam on all the social channels at SF Sourdough Sam. You can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We also have Sourdough Sam on our website at 49ers.com where you can uh, go uh, fill out a form for your event. If you'd like to request Sourdough Sam to come out, uh, hype up your event, come dance, uh, a photo op, meet and greet, you name it. You know, Sourdough Sam's pretty versatile in his talents. Well, you also have an activation team that you talked about that Mm -hmm. you manage. What do they do on game days? So our uh, hype team on game days, they... uh, go to our Faithful Mile uh, activation where uh, we have our big pep rally. So they'll be greeting our Faithful fans as they uh, come into the plaza. They'll be giving away t-shirts and prizes, dancing, getting everybody pumped up before they go into the stadium and sit in their seats. We have a great announcer, Michael Kennedy, who gets everybody pumped up uh, before the uh, before the game. And then Sourdough Sam joins everybody for, you know, a big old uh, t-shirt toss uh, during the rally. But during game days, you can find the hype team giving out prizes during contests, being on the field, trying to get people pumped up with their signs and everything. Usually they're doing, uh, during the dance cam, we have some amazing dancers that uh, perform uh, during the uh, first quarter break. Yeah, amongst other things, yeah. So they impact the fan experience in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. How do you think that they do that? 
I just think they do it with their personalities. They're a great group of people that really exuberate what it means to have fun, be a family, be a, a part of a group. They just uh, really make you feel like family. I'm very proud of them. They just really have worked hard this season to make sure that the fans are having a good time, uh, to make sure that the fans are in it whenever it comes to first down or third down. They're really uh, on top of things. With the success of the team, I would imagine there's some differences in the entertainment. I mean, are there or do you just stay pretty consistent? It's definitely uh, been a little bit busier adding certain elements to our game day uh, schedule. I personally don't do that schedule. When it comes to the entertainment that we we, we do put on, we, uh, we put on a great show and we have great people behind the scenes that produce our graphics and uh, come up with our, our contests and everything. Like, uh, for example, just the other night, we had our fan appreciation night where we were giving out, blowing out all these presents and prizes and stuff like that. We kind of up our contests that day. So we'll have like contests maybe every other time out. We have these big present boxes with like tickets to Mark Anthony and uh, Super Bowl and stuff like that. Oh my God, this guy like opened up the box, got Super Bowl tickets and he ran around the field. He went nuts. I mean, I'm talking As like- As he should. Like we, we, had, we had a moment where we're like, is this guy like gonna run all over the field? Cause we might have to tackle him. But uh, he had great energy. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was good. It was now good. that tackle would have gone viral. Yeah, we definitely would have gone viral. <laughs> Well, I know just from working with you, uh, when I worked at the Warriors, I Mm -hmm. worked with you on our hoop troop, and you've actually worked with the Warriors in a different capacity before on the other side. So right now you're the mascot program manager, but you actually were the mascot for the Warriors for a number of years. You were Thunder. Yes. Uh, Can you tell (laughs) us a little bit about that? Yes. For 2004 to 2008, I was the uh, mascot for the Golden State Warriors. I was Thunder. And I uh, took on that role after a few performers before me. It was fun. It was was a really great time. The fans were the best. Uh, It was like the We Believe era when we had uh, Steven Jackson and Baron Davis, some of my favorite moments uh, with the Warriors. One thing about Thunder is like you did a lot of like stunts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand <laughs> that being a mascot is pretty grueling. Can you speak to that a little bit? When I was a mascot, it was pretty tiring. I mean, like a lot of people don't understand like when you're in that costume, it is hot. Uh, you are sweating and your body tends to get uh, tired after you, you know, get out of that costume. But other than, you know, um, just being tired and stuff, I was breakdancing a lot. I used to do this bit where I walk on my hands all the way down the court, turn around and walk back. And uh, uh, that took a lot of strain on my neck. But that was it was fun. It was fun performing for the fans. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. I mean, I definitely couldn't do that. I would just be walking around in the costume. So. <laughs> Outside of being the mascot for the Warriors, you've been on the hoop troop for a number of years and you also worked in entertainment in some capacity for the Giants and the A's? Yes, I've performed with the A's uh, here and there, lent my dancing talents uh, to their program and uh, you can uh, occasionally catch me running around with Lucille as myself, um, part of the uh, SEAL Curity that helps uh, Lucille with his duties on game days for the Giants. Wow, so you've had a lot of experiences, you've been at a lot of games. Oh yeah. So can you tell me some memorable moments that you've been a part of? Now that comes the part where you're just like, how, like you're trying to pick all the, the things that, uh, that have happened. That's so many great moments. I would say, I would say getting a ring with the, the Golden State Warriors was one of the coolest things, I got to say. They're a really classy organization, and uh, I've been working for them for uh, quite some time. And that was a uh, pleasant surprise when uh, my uh, 
boss mentor told us that we were we were receiving uh, such a uh, honor. So uh, that was one of the highlights amongst others. It's There's such so a, many. It's such yeah. a blur sometimes when you think about the things like that, like yeah. the most memorable moments, because we do so much of it that it's it just kind of like fades away a little bit like you know but you you remember them but like it's just like it's overwhelming because of the uh how awesome everything is i mean like sometimes you want to say like oh but you came across a person backstage like montel jordan or slick rick i remember that uh, one time we got a, an awesome picture uh, with the hoop troop uh, just hanging out backstage and everything getting to go on the court swing the flags around for intros getting everybody pumped up and, uh, you know, sometimes holding the sign, you know, on your feet sign and uh, that moment of like when the flames are going off and the fireworks are kind of like cracking a little bit there in the intros. That part is just to me is like one of the best feelings. And then uh, getting to uh, do the victory uh, throw out of the victory balls at the end. Of the, that's the two, two of my favorite things with the with the Warriors. A little uh, whatever side little note there. But most memorable moment. Walking in the parade of, uh, of a championship has to be one of the most memorable things that uh, I will take with me. And the ring. I'll take that, too. No. <laughs> I sure took mine. Right? Yeah. Um, but um, getting to do the confetti angels in the, in the, in the middle of the street there, yeah, that, that was fun. That was the most memorable thing. Well, how did you get into this? Because, you know, a lot of people ask me when I worked in game operations, like, mm-hmm. how did you get into it? Because it's just something that people don't normally think about when they think about sports. So. Mm-hmm. How did you just stumble into working so with I uh, and I things? started um, I actually started with the radio station Wild ninety four nine radio. I was on the street team, uh, just jumping out of vans, slapping stickers on people's cars, and giving out prizes that way. Met somebody at a bonfire one night, like a friend at a bonfire. I was like, "Hey, I like your personality, man. Why don't you um, why don't you come work with us over at the Warriors?" He was part of the Hoop Troop then uh, um, with the Warriors, and I was like, "All right." Well, it introduced me to his uh, boss. Uh, I met him in the parking lot of the uh, of the Warriors over at the uh, Oracle Arena, and uh, he was uh, he was like, "All right, what, what can you do?" And I was like, "Well, I can beatbox and I can break dance." So I did some beatboxing for him. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and uh, um, he was like, uh, "Okay." And then I did a little break dance right there in the parking lot in front of him, and he was like, "All right, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you join the crew next uh, next season?" And I was like, "All right, cool," and showed up, and uh, the rest is history from there. Um, Went to uh, work with some of the other sports teams. And then from there, uh, I think around in 2005, worked with my partner who I was doing music uh, with in a band. And we created a, uh, a music thing that went on to be a music video series on the Disney Channel called Choo Choo Soul. Okay, so <laughs> you've just, I feel like you've done it all. Like, you have, <laughs> like, and it all started at a bonfire, which is so crazy. I know, that was kind of like the fast forward of how I got to be where I am. <laughs> right. That was, yes, bonfire to Choo Choo Soul. <laughs> but it's also a testament to um, there are a lot of careers that people don't know about within sports. I know I was blessed to be a part of that for 13 years and um, to be creating an entertainment. Um, where do you see like your career going next? Well, I see it with the San Francisco 49ers right now at the moment. Uh, I love the organization. I love the people I work with. And it's uh, truly a blessing to come into work every day. It's just fun. I mean, like, it's not even work. It's just uh, an amazing environment. And this season um, has just been uh, the best to see, like, just this rejuvenation of the fan base and everything. Aside from that, um, in where it goes after that, I do artwork. I, I'm just <laughs> kind of, like, throw all this stuff out there. But Please I also do. do artwork. I love to paint. Uh, I do murals. 
I do commission work and stuff like that. So probably going to like after I'm done managing and, and stuff like that, probably get into like uh, art and concentrating on making like collections and just being the one with my artwork. <laughs> no, if you haven't seen his artwork, I know you have a page for your artwork itself. Yes, it's uh, Art by Constantine on Instagram and then um, ConstantineAbramson.com. I'm still working on that um, website halfway through building it, but it should, it should be up. Some stuff should be up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to you were a mascot and then now you're a program manager, can you kind of outline what a day in the life of a mascot is? day in a life for sourdough sam so sourdough he has to get ready for game day so he usually starts with his social media stuff like recording tiktoks and recording stuff for his instagram followers and instagram stories uh he has a social media person that um, takes care of all his social media needs so usually you'll see somebody following him around recording stuff um, and making sure it gets out there and then he usually heads out into the tailgate to greet the faithful, uh, make sure everybody's pumped and ready before they come into the gates. There's some other little appearances that he has to do before uh, he starts his duties on the game day. Before kickoff, he gets ready to uh, run out onto the field and lead the entertainment teams. Drum line comes out, the cheerleaders, the gold rush, they come out, and then he has to get ready to run out for the player intros. One of the, I think, uh, cool parts of this job is getting to see uh, the the team run out with Sourdough Sam leading them out and everything. Once uh, kickoff happens, teams have come out, Sourdough Sam now has to uh, do his game day promotions and uh, seat visits. Occasionally he'll go and visit somebody in their seats for maybe a birthday or a special occasion. Uh, Around the third quarter, gets ready for a t-shirt toss where he gets to shoot t-shirts out of his uh, t-shirt gun. And uh, fans really go nuts for that. That's uh, one of the Another big highlight of the job, um, getting to assist him. I'm usually the guy like assisting him, throwing him the T-shirts to put into his little T-shirt cannon. And then uh, fourth quarter, he rallies with his hype team, um, makes sure everybody's uh, loud on defense and quiet on offense. So he's basically moving for the entire game as well. Pretty much. He needs. He must work out. Like <laughs> he probably conditions. Like I feel like, like he's actually you know getting ready for a game himself. Right. So through all the sports that you've worked in, what are like the major differences with the entertainment? It's interesting because they've, all the teams have a, a, a different entertainment value in their own right. You know, baseball is a little bit more inclusive of how everybody, you know, sits and, you know, sees the, sees the big jumbotron at the games. Um, uh, I feel the NBA is a lot more entertainment driven in terms of like um, – like they have a lot of dancers come out. They have a lot of uh, on-court contests and things that are, uh, you know, able to um, move fastly on and off. And then the NFL, uh, it's a little bit more uh, broader. You got a bit bigger field, a lot more fans to entertain in a different way. And so reaching out to uh, all the fans um, through the mascot and through the hype team, it's been a, a challenging at times, but other times it's, it, it just flows and it's just, yeah, it's just great. Well, from working in entertainment, I know that mascotting is like, is that how you say it? Is yeah, it mascotting? Yeah, yeah. I would say. Okay. I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it's serious business. I mean, there's, I feel like there's like conventions and things of that nature. Can you speak to that a little bit? So um, I can speak to the, uh, the NFL uh, mascots. They have a uh, convention that they attend where mascots, mascots that are handlers, uh, maybe other people uh, in the office that might want to 
talk about the programs uh, and other programs in the league and find out what works, maybe what other mascots have done that has made a moment, a viral moment of sorts uh, that others can use. Uh, like a to best practice. Ranch. Exactly. Yeah. They'll also talk about um, the impact, like uh, making their school shows and going out into the community. And uh, they also have a little thing where amongst their peers will um, vote for mascot of the year and uh, best stunt and um, best blooper moment and stuff like that. So those are the kind of things that they talk about uh, during these conventions. It's crazy because, you know, like (laughs) they, well, they don't understand like what goes into the entertainment of a game. Mm -hmm. They go and they enjoy themselves, but they don't understand that like the mascot is, you know, he has a social media person. Yeah. He has to basically condition and work out because he's doing so many appearances for the entire year and that type of thing. How has that changed? Because I know, like, in the past you were a mascot, now mm-hmm. you're coordinating everything for the mascot. But you said that he has, like, a social media person. Like, mm-hmm. how has kind of the role of being a mascot changed? Back then there wasn't such a um, an emphasis on having your social media content out all the time. Mm-hmm. Having Now having this uh, a window to have an advertisement every day or putting stuff out there all the time really wasn't uh, the thing. Um, it was, you know, you had your social channels and you, you, you posted your stuff. And that was fine. But now people are posting every second and, and every other, you know, day. So there's always something new to, to digest. So it's uh, been challenging to keep up with the demand of uh, the social media. But at the same time, we have a great person that um, covers all of it and she handles it like a rock star. So very proud of the, the work that she's done this year for Sourdough Sam. And uh, you can go to Sourdough Sam's Instagram stories and check out her work. Leave a comment, let, let us know how she's doing and everything. So, There aren't many people that can say that they've done the things that you've done yes. in entertainment for sports teams. Very memorable moments and you've really made a passion into a career. And there are people out there that want to be a mascot or want to break into the entertainment of sport, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Advice I would give people out there who want to be a mascot, just uh, be yourself, one. You got to have like kind of like a, a know-how about you, about like, you know, your skits, maybe it's dancing or, or whatnot. Usually teams will have an audition for being the mascot. Um, so if there's an audition, I would say have a demo reel ready, have uh, your, you know, Instagram and all their social media channels ready, your content ready. And uh, just be prepared to do like an interview and um, and just be yourself and just just be as outgoing as you can possibly be. And I think also just like any other sport where you're kind of going up the systems, right? There's mascots in, you know, semi-pro teams. Mm -hmm. There's mascots in college. There's entertainment teams and all of those places, too. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to break in, I think that would be a great way to do it as well. When I was at the radio station at Wild 949, I actually started as their mascot, um, Atomic Dog. One of my first events I I did for them was this mascot soccer game at halftime over in San Jose. And I'll never forget it because like the Atomic Dog costume was like, I had to hold the mouth like open to see. And, but so I had to do like hold this mouth open, run around and then kick a soccer ball. And every, every now and then I would take my hands off because I would, I tried to run. And then, and then if I didn't do that, I was blind. And I'm sure the ball hit me like at least a few times in the face of trying to like, you know, pretend like I knew what I was doing. So I started off doing that. And then that led into like being comfortable or like, and just like, oh, this is kind of like, oh, yeah, this is the, the side of mascotting or being inside of a costume. It wasn't the greatest costume, by the way. 
And then uh, after that, uh, getting to join uh, a team and be uh, a professional mascot was was pretty cool. So I mean, you can start with doing hype teams. Uh, that's like I, the best uh, advice I would say, get on a hype team with, with your local sports team, get the experience of what a game day is like, what it takes to know your schedule, what it takes to uh, just be committed to the duties of game day. You could uh, work your way up into those ranks and find out how to get into the mascot program and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. just like anything else, you just need experience and practice. Exactly. Which, you know, that's just for life, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so you're talking about uh, interactive teams. Is that an audition process too? Uh, yes, at least with the 49ers, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I can speak to uh, saying that every year we usually have a, a process where we'll go out and uh, search for some hopefuls that could possibly join our hype team. And uh, we'll interview them, uh, ask them to bring in their resume. We'll have a little sit-down interview for about like 40 minutes or so, get to know them. If it makes uh, sense to have them on our team, we bring them on and uh, get them all, you know, situated and ready for the upcoming season. Now, what about on the business side as going from being the mascot to the mascot program manager? Like, mm -hmm. how does one become mascot program yeah. manager? When I was approached by the 49ers uh, for the mascot program manager position, they pulled me aside and asked, you know, if I'd be interested in uh, getting out of a costume and actually having a little desk job. And so we talked uh, and negotiated, uh, you know, the terms of... Uh, being with the 49ers and everything and uh, what my duties and everything would be. And uh, it just made sense for me. And uh, it's something I, I really love to do on a daily basis. So, you know, getting in the office, uh, getting on the computer, getting on the phones, making sure that Sourdough Sam is out there. And then at times, uh, you know, hanging out with the mascot is not bad on a daily basis. So, <laughs> Is that something that a lot of teams have or is that very unique to the 49ers? Uh, I would say most teams have a mascot program. It might not be a full-time program. In some cases, it could be a part-time program for their uh, mascot. In uh, most cases, we have a full-time performer uh, that goes out into the community and while uh, the team is away and while other, other things are going on, he's, he's out there still promoting. There's so many things that go into sport and, you know, entertainment is such a vital part. I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased because I worked in it for 13 <laughs> years, but um, thank you for, you know, showcasing what a mascot does and um, what you've done throughout the years and also just a passion for what you do and that you can pretty much make anything that you love into a career. Um, I think you're a testament to that. So thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you, Alicia. Can I say one more thing? I you... just want to say uh, thank you to uh, my mentor, Joel Zemay, for uh, bringing me into sports, and <laughs> sports <laughs> entertainment. Uh, if yeah. it wasn't for him, I would not be uh, uh, going through these amazing adventures in my life. Oh, well, that I love Joel, too. <laughs> Shout out to Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for everything you do, Joel. But thank you for what you do, DC, and thank you for bringing your point of view to the Power Play podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks again, DC, for uh, bringing this unique perspective of sport to the Power Play podcast. And you can catch the Power Play podcast every week right here on the Athletic Podcast Network every Thursday. And we'll see you next week. I just want to thank DC for coming in today to sharing this like very unique perspective on sports. I know for me working in entertainment, I know how important it is 
I'm not saying that it impacts the flow of the game, but it definitely impacts how fans feel when they come into the arena from start to finish. You know, giving fans an experience when they come in, when they sit down, when they're watching the game, and when they leave is what people in the entertainment of sport, that's what they do. And so getting a perspective of being a mascot and then also managing a mascot is something that I haven't really heard on a podcast. And so I definitely wanted to bring that to you so that you could see what goes on because there's a lot that goes on behind the actual game. That's what power play is all about, right? And so what better way to do that than to talk to somebody who's been in entertainment for years? DC was kind of downplaying himself. He's incredibly talented. Um, Not only is he an artist, he's a beatboxer, um, he's a dancer. He literally can do it all. And when you think about having gifts and things that help you with your career and your passion, he was really built to be a mascot and to also be a manager of a mascot because he's had so much experience. And it's also a testament to if you have a passion for something, you go after it with everything that you've got. I don't care what it is. In his case, it was being a mascot or working in entertainment. And yes, it started at a bonfire. But after that, he's had to put in a lot of work to get to where he is today. And so for all the people out there that have gone to games and noticed the entertainment, they've noticed what the mascot does, and they're really passionate about doing it, I hope you gained a lot from this. And if you aren't passionate about doing that, I hope that you gained a perspective of all of the work that goes in behind the scenes to make an actual sporting event go and to entertain you while you're there. Um, All of those people that are doing that are putting in a lot of work They put in a lot of creativity. They actually put their bodies on the line in a lot of ways. Um, He was talking about all of the things that a mascot does. Um, That's very taxing on your body. And so please just give an extra nod next time you're at a game to the people that are working in those capacities because they're putting in so much work, so much passion, and they're really a part of the game that you're watching. So make sure that you give them a little love next time that you're at your next sporting event. Thank you so much for listening. I am really excited that you got this view of sport today. And we'll give you another view, another power play of sport next week right here on the power play next week right here on the power play podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network.